Hello everyone, welcome to another insightful session of our Lambda Test Experience or XP series. XP series features industry experts and business leaders in the testing and QA ecosystem. And we are excited to have you join us. I am host Japanese Singh Chavla, lead member of technical staff working at Lambda Test. And today we'll be exploring the fascinating world of testing AWS application locally and on CI with local staff. And today's session, uh, we'll be having with LocalStack, an open source uh, AWS cloud stack platform, enabling developers to build and test cloud application and local, uh, on local machines and hyper-execute by Lambda test, by, uh, which will significantly increase the speed of execution of local te uh, LocalStack tests. To shed light on this and provide valuable solutions, we have Harsh Mishra with us today. Harsh will be providing live demonstrations, walking us through various scenarios and showcasing advanced features that can immensely boost productivity and collaboration with, within teams. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the heart of discussion. Over to you, Harsh. Thank you, Japneet, for the wonderful introduction. So hi, everyone. I am Harsh. Uh, I'm currently working as an engineer at LocalStack. And I'm really thankful to the Lambda Test team for inviting me for this XP webinar series where we can just discuss a bit about what is what is local stack exactly and how it is helping the developers to basically build and test their AWS applications. I've been working at different companies like Red Hat, Quonsite, uh, HackerRank, and I mostly dabble in with web engineering, Python, DevOps, cloud native stuff, and all of these things. Uh, so my journey with LocalStack was pretty interesting. I was someone who was looking into like testing these AWS applications for my final year college project. And I always used to like run into these billing issues, the budget issues and everything out there, which was quite painful for me to be as a student. So I discovered LocalStack in this particular endeavor. I figured out that LocalStack is an open source project that basically enables you to run your AWS applications pretty much on your local machine without having a real AWS account. And I guess I just found it pretty fascinating. And this is how I got started with the whole ecosystem. Uh, so in this webinar, I will be just walking through what exactly LocalStack is, how it is helping the developers to solve the traditional inner dev loop problem, like how it basically helps you to like, like revolutionize your entire testing loops directly uh, for your AWS applications and how Lambda test basically provides us these hyper execute environments that allows us to run all our tests right on the cloud itself uh, and basically make sure that everything is running properly without having to spend a lot upon uh, AWS developer accounts or like getting these AWS services up and ready. So, uh, so uh, Harsh, I have a few questions for you that uh, like mm -hmm. with those questions, like we'll be uh, discussing about how a local stack is solving the problem and uh, like how people are like, what is the actual problem and how local stack and hyper execute, uh, they are solving the problems. So uh, the very first thing that I would like to ask you is like, what are the most common uh, challenges uh, developers are facing during testing the cloud uh, development and how local stack is helping to mitigate such issues that like you also talked about uh, some of the things in your report. Exactly. So I guess this is something that a lot of people who are building on AWS right now can particularly relate to. So uh, in the old days of development, we used to have all of the software components right on our local machine. 
like we had the front end, we had the back end, we had the databases, everything right running on our local machine. And there was this concept of inner dev loop that a lot of developers used to cherish. Like every change that you make on your application, it should be reflected on your local development server almost immediately. Uh, you should not like basically see a delay. You should like not have a very bad developer experience while you're actually building these real-time applications out there. Now, with the introduction of public cloud service providers like there is AWS, there is Azure, there is GCP, there are a lot of cloud-native services that are obviously making our lives easier. But the problem that traditionally associates with these public cloud service providers is how we can basically build and test our applications. Like if I'm a developer today and I'm trying to build out, let's say a serverless application. So if you take a look at the normal serverless architecture on AWS, it has a bunch of AWS services. There are Lambda functions, DynamoDB tables, uh, SNS topics, SQSQs, like a lot of things running on the side. So how can I basically pull them down to my local machine and basically work them while I'm just building and testing my applications, it perfectly makes sense for me to like use these services while I'm pushing my application to the production because that's where my next million users are. But if I'm just developing and testing within a team, it doesn't exactly make sense for us to like be spending such a like huge amount of money just to build our application out. And I'm just talking about the whole serverless application aspect of thing. Like let's say you are trying to test out some big data components. Let's say you're trying to use some more exotic services like EKS or ECS that actually costs a lot of money to run directly on AWS. So in that case, you will definitely start noticing that there is a huge upshift in the time and the cost uh, that you're actually spending to test on the real cloud itself. And this is a problem that has not been solved by any of the public cloud service providers. AWS, Azure, GCP, all three public cloud service providers have the same problem. And if you go and check out some of their documentation or some of their reference guides, they will always recommend you to use the real cloud itself. They will always say like, if you're building an application, please prefer to test on the real cloud itself. But that makes sense if you're working in small teams, but once your application starts scaling out, once it has a, like a lot of complex workloads and components, you definitely start noticing that there is a definite like downtrend in how much productivity you're actually driving. Like just imagine you're trying to spin up a database on AWS. Let's say like it's an RDS Aurora cluster. If you're spinning that up right on the AWS right now, that is gonna take you like 10 to 15 minutes of your time. Are you really gonna wait for like 10 to 15 minutes for a database to be spinned and actually start testing it out? On my local machine, I just want to make sure that my database spins up in like a few seconds itself and I can start testing my APIs with that. The whole developer experience should be improved and that is the point that a lot of developers want to fix. Now, this problem is being solved by a lot of different companies in different manners. There are multiple companies, even within like the whole dev ecosystem right now that are trying to make sure that there is a definite compatibility in your local developer environments and the real cloud so that everything that you're working on on your local machines, it is being deployed in the cloud in real time and you get to see all the changes reflected like right on the local machine itself. So you can actually drop a debugger, you can actually like debug your applications right on the cloud and it's a good experience. But the whole aspect of the cost and the time still remains. We don't want to spend so much just building and testing on the cloud. We also don't want to spend so much of our time just to make sure that our applications are actually working properly. And if you take a look at these uh, traditional airtight environments, like let's say the banking, the healthcare, not every developer has got access to the cloud. I guess like Japneet, you and me, like we are at a lucky place where we actually have these AWS developer accounts. You can actually experiment with things, break a few things here and there. 
and actually make things work. But what about those developers who are working in banking and healthcare or some other sectors who don't have access to the cloud, but now they want to actually build out the applications over there because cloud eventually drives innovation. So if these things are not present for them, that's obviously a handicap. And there are like very few solutions that can actually help us to solve them. So this is where people started like using traditional solutions like mocking. So mocking is this one common thing that a lot of people talk about is that every time you're trying to uh, like test a component that you don't have an exact like replica of, you can just mock around it. Like just create some mock classes in your application, write some unit tests, and maybe you're done. Uh, but as you go forward, you definitely need something more. You want to see the whole end-to-end -end workflow going on in your local machine. You want to like run the integration tests, make sure that all of the components are working reliably and efficiently. And I guess this is where local stack comes in. Like the whole premise of the problem is that we want the developers to run their cloud applications on their local machine without having to like spend so much of their time like writing some mock test cases and like just relying upon plain mocking itself. Because trust me, like just plain mocking does not solve a lot of use cases for them. So mocking was something that was used by Moto. Uh, so Moto is a unit testing library, I guess. So I think uh, some of the things when you were talking about the problems, I could totally relate to many things. So mm -hmm. one of my experiences, like whenever I'm developing something and if I don't have access to a uh, technology like local stack, so the total dev, uh, uh, dev uh, effort and that dev cycle is again uh, huge. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that is, I think uh, that cycle is also being shortened by local stack. Exactly. So if I'm using local stack, I can test more quickly mm. and like I don't have to push my code again and again. I can test on my local system only. Yep. And uh, that would also save a lot of time for development, even if I uh, just want to test the end-to-end -end workflow. And mm. with mocking, I think I can only test uh, in units. So, But exactly. for integration, for the complete... Uh, uh, flow i i cannot do that with mocking so there are some limitations yeah. i can achieve that but, uh, but that again will require that amount of effort to build a system for that mocking thing exactly so i think local stack fits a very uh, has a very sweet spot here and mm -hmm. fits perfectly fine uh, yeah like so like this is what i wanted to display like moto is one of the most popular libraries out there that simply allows the developers to mock out their tests on the AWS infrastructure itself. So in fact, LocalStack uses Moto under the hood. So we used to like, we still work with Moto for a lot of the AWS services that we implement. And slowly we are moving to like more native providers. So we have like a bunch of AWS services and these AWS services are backed by different providers. So some of these providers are reliant upon Moto. Some of these providers are written by ourselves. So if you're someone who just wants to mock out the test on your AWS infra, I guess Moto seems to hit the perfect spot. Uh, it has a great deal of support for a lot of different AWS services. But if you want to go with something more, then obviously local stack can be like one really good option. So as the name pretty much suggests, like it's it's like a cloud emulator that basically runs on your machine as a Docker container. And it supports over 90 plus different AWS APIs. Uh, so among these AWS APIs, like there are various popular services, like there is S3, Lambda, IAM, Kinesis, uh, EKS, ECS, EC2, I guess one of the favorite services for any AWS developer around. And you can pretty much like run all of these different components right on your local machine. So that's the advantage that LocalStack provides. Now that everything is running on your local machine, 
you don't have to spend too much like running your tests directly on the AWS itself. And the added advantage of using local stack is that we do not provide uh, like pretty much production ready services like AWS does. Like if AWS is releasing out a service today, we can pretty much be ensured that, okay, this service can pretty much support like millions and maybe billions of users across the world. Local stack is not exactly serving production workloads. It is more suited to like development and testing workloads. And this is where local stack hits the right spot. Like you can basically use the services at a pretty agile speed. You don't have to wait too much on like spinning these individual resources right on local stack, unlike AWS. And you can pretty much like see your end-to-end -end dev and test loops happening in a matter of few seconds. Like you won't even have to wait for minutes and hours that you actually happen to see like on the real AWS cloud itself. So local stack had a pretty interesting history. Like uh, it started as a open source project at Atlassian. Uh, and then it spinned out as a separate organization in itself. And like in the past two years or so, like we started building out the whole pro version of local stack that just supports additional APIs, more advanced new features, some of the development tools that we want the customers to adopt so that it's easy for them to build and test your cloud applications. And yes, I guess that's pretty much like how local stack is helping out the developers to revolutionize their entire dev and test loops on AWS itself. We definitely have plans to like shift to other major cloud providers, I guess Azure GCP happens to be one of these good options. But right now we just want to focus on like making sure that the entire AWS developer experience is kind of fixed for a lot of our customers and users. That's uh, like uh, the overall case study that uh, the problem that uh, local stack is solving is pretty interesting. And I think yeah. many developers will be uh, like who are watching this uh, webinar, so they will be uh, really helped with uh, all these things. and they might use uh, the free version uh, of local stack initially yeah. to test out their products. Yep. Exactly. And the free version has a lot of things. So like you won't, you won't have to complain like some other like dev tools that, hey, like free version is pretty much limiting and like it has not a lot of features. Uh, within the free version of local stack, you get to see like 30 different AWS services. So that's like more than enough for a beginner or a person like who is looking to only test some basic components on local stack itself. So yeah, definitely try this out and let us know about your experience. So uh, the second uh, question that I have is, so uh, I want to know about the examples of how local stack improves the dev and test experience for serverless applications specifically. Yeah, that perfectly makes sense. Yeah. Uh, cool. So regarding the serverless application development, so uh, for those particular use cases, local stack already supports a lot of different AWS services. So maybe I can just navigate to my documentation. And if you're in the documentation, you can easily take a look at the getting started guide uh, that has a pretty basic installation instruction. And this will basically walk you through on how you can install local stack on your machine. What are, what are the different options that are available to you? and how you can basically get started with the whole thing. So if it's your first time, it's definitely preferable for you to like install the local stack CLI because the whole CLI acts as a control plane for managing your local stack container and all of your configuration. So local stack is shipped entirely as a Docker container. Like if you can just uh, like take a look over here. So our Docker container has been pulled almost 180 million plus times, which is pretty much like a good number itself. So you can either run local stack as a container itself, but if you just want a management tool that controls your containers and the bunch of different developer tools that are associated with local stack, definitely install local stack CLI on your local machine. 
And once you have that, you can just like go on your terminal and just say like local stack start. And I guess that will start the local stack like server right on your developer machine. Yeah. So if you have installed a uh, local stack already, you can just go on your like terminal or your command line and you can just say like, I want to start local stack. And you can just say like the local stack start option. So this is what we are using. We are using the local stack CLI and passing on the start option. And this starts the local stack right on our local machine. Uh, so you can already see that uh, I have version 2.3.2 installed on my local machine. Uh, and you can also see that local stack right now is running on port 4566. So this port 4566 is basically the edge port where the local stack is running right now. And this is where you can exactly access uh, most of your AWS services running. So not most, like in fact, all of the AWS services are basically being routed through this particular edge port. So all that you need to do is like go on the separate terminal and you can just use the AWS CLI, like right over here. Like I can use AWS endpoint URL, HTTP localhost 4566. And what I'm basically doing is like I'm using the AWS CLI and I'm passing this whole endpoint URL flag and I'm pointing this to localhost 4566. So AWS CLI and in fact, a lot of the AWS SDKs and other infrastructure as code integrations or other toolings provide you an option of configuring this endpoint URL. So basically you can instruct your AWS integration to say like, hey, I don't want to send my API request uh, to like the production AWS. I want to send it to a local running server. And in this case, it's localhost 4566. And over here, I'm instructing that, hey, like, I want to create like an S3 bucket. And the name of the bucket should be S3 test. Maybe I can change it to Lambda test. And once I hit enter over here, uh, you can definitely see that a new bucket has been created pretty much on your local machine. So if, if I go to my terminal over here, you can see that there is a new log message saying that an S3 create bucket API has been uh, like sent out and the status code is 200. So this is exactly how it works. Uh, if you don't want to pass on this whole endpoint URL flag over and over again, you can just use a package called as AWS local. And what AWS local is, is like, it's basically like a wrapper over the traditional AWS CLI. And it basically redirects all of the AWS API requests uh, from the live production AWS server to the local running server that local stack is providing. So if I do AWS local S3 LS, you can see that the bucket uh, that I created previously is available right here over now. So yep, this is like a very quick getting started guide for local stack, I would say, uh, if you're running local stack for the very first time. But now coming to the question of how uh, local stack is helping out like serverless application developers. So for serverless developers, we have a lot of different AWS services that we basically emulate. Uh, if you want to take a look at the different services, you can just go to the references and then navigate to the local stack coverage guide. And over here, you can search for any given AWS services that we support. Like if I support for, let's say the Lambda, you can, you can take a look that Lambda is available in local stack. It's supported in the community open source version. And you can take a look at the different APIs that we implement and what's the test coverage for each one of that. Like in this case, you can see that the create function API is available it's available in the community edition. It has been validated by the internal test suite, AWS, snapshot testing, and like a bunch of different options that we provide. In fact, you can navigate to the particular tests uh, for this particular API, and you can get to see like how this exact thing is like pretty much working out. So this should give you like a very added confidence about 
any of the serverless architectures or serverless applications that you're trying to build out right now. So in this case, I have a very basic uh, example that I wanted to showcase. So over here I have, mm, yeah. So I have this whole serverless image resizer application uh, that was built by the local stack team. And what this application basically does is like, it has this whole serverless architecture right over here. So as you can see, like we have two Lambda functions. We have three Lambda functions. In fact, we have a pre-signed Lambda function. We have a list Lambda function. We have a resizer Lambda function. We are integrated with SES to send out any of the field messages. We have a S3 bucket. We have a web client that is deployed via S3 website. And what it basically does is like, it's a very simple web application that allows you to resize your images uh, in a serverless manner. So it has a basic client and you can basically uh, upload your images over there. And what will happen in the background is that the Lambda will generate a pre-signed URL and it will basically resize the image and it will display that on the client itself. So all of this is happening in a serverless manner and everything is like happening on the direct client itself. So you can either deploy this application on live AWS, but what I will be doing over here is that I will try to deploy this application on my running local stack instance. Uh, and this will like pretty much happen on my local machine itself. I won't be talking to any of the real AWS APIs and I won't need, like I won't even need to have any internet connection in fact, because local stack can work in an offline manner in a limited capacity. So what I'm gonna do here is like, I can navigate to my VS code. I can first shut down uh, my local stack server and I can restart it to have basically a fresh instance of my local stack container. So every time you stop the local stack container, uh, all of the resources that you created previously are pretty much gone. They don't exist. So if I go back over here again, and if I try to query the buckets available in my local AWS environment, uh, you will see like there are no buckets. Like in fact, AWS local won't be able to connect uh, to local stack right now because I have shut down the local stack container. So what I'm gonna do here is that I'm gonna restart local stack, but with an extra configuration, and this would be extra course allowed origins. So I guess like as a developer, you might have encountered these course issues quite a long, lot of times. And local stack also has strict course policies implemented on its uh, end. And to basically make sure that we can circumvent these kind of requirements, uh, we have a configuration that basically allows any particular application to connect to the running local stack container. So if you want to know about like further of these operations over here, you can just go to the configuration page and this will explain like a lot of different uh, configurations that we allow to basically override certain behaviors in local stack or just change the whole aspect of like local stack as a container. So I can go to the Visual Studio code. I can say like, I'm allowing all of the origins to connect to my local stack container. And I can just say like, I want to start my local stack container right over here. And this is going to restart it. and now, like all of my AWS services are pretty much ready. I guess it's also a good time to introduce uh, like the web application that we have. So local stack acts as a platform as a service. Like it basically is shipped as a Docker image that runs on your local machine. But we also have a pretty handy graphical user interface in form of a web application that you can basically use to like manage and have an overview of some of the AWS resources that you're creating on your local machine. And it has some extra added advantages. I guess one of the premier advantages that you can see over here is something called a Stack Insights. And this is what we call as a standard API telemetry for your local stack container. So if I just click upon one of the Stack Insights over here, 
you can get to see like what Stack Insights basically do is like it basically creates a very heuristic dashboard containing all of your AWS API calls, the AWS services that you have been using, the clients that you're using it to using to connect with a local Stack instance, and what sort of API requests have failed and what sort of API requests have passed. So as an AWS developer uh, or someone like who's working on these event-driven architectures and all of these kind of stuff, this is very, very valuable for me because now I can use this information to basically adjudge like how, like how is my application actually working out? What's actually happening beneath the hood? What sort of APIs is it calling? What sort of services is it using at the end? As you can see, like my local stack container is running right now. Uh, I do see like a few of the API statuses right here because I was just navigating through the stack insights. If I just go to my code right over here, you can see like I have a very simple code base. Uh, there is a simple front-end client created over here using basic HTML and it's a JavaScript. We have our Lambda functions, the three Lambda functions that I showcased before, the list, the pre-sign, and the resize Lambda function. And I have a very handy deploy script right over here. So what I can just do is like, I don't need to like paste a lot of these things over here. I can just go and say like, hey, I want to, just run this entire script that deploys a bunch of uh, services, like a bunch of AWS resources right on my developer machine. So what it is happening uh, beneath the hood is like, it's creating like a bunch of uh, S3 buckets. It's creating like SSM parameters, creating some SNS topics, subscribing these topics out. And then it packages our Lambda functions and starts creating these Lambda functions right over here. So this is exactly what the script does. It basically sets your entire application right on your local developer machine. So uh, I have one more question uh, for you, Harsh, uh, which is re uh, related to IAM policies. Uh, and, and I think uh, it is a pretty uh, good uh, question and like it is a very important part of uh, developing uh, while developing on cloud that is related to security and all those things. So can local stack emulate IAM policies locally as well? And can developers test their IAM security using local stack locally on their system before, like before pushing something to the cloud uh, exactly that sounds like a pretty good question and this is something that a lot of people usually end up asking so in my last demo i was showcasing like the whole script that i had written and that used to like deploy a lot of aws resources so in that particular script you might have noticed this one uh thing so i sh shared this whole aspect that we have this role configured over here and this is like pretty much directing it to this like 12 digit uh, I am account that we have right over here. So it doesn't exact, it doesn't exactly exist in real. It's just like an account ID that we are just using with local stack. And similarly, we have a pretty much like, uh, an I am role mentioned over here. So as you might have guessed, uh, local stack pretty much mocks the I am roles and policies on your local developer machine. But with that said, you can actually test out your I am policies and make sure that they are actually meeting all of those stringent like constraints before you actually deploy to a like a live production environment so in this case like we have pretty good docs uh over here so maybe i can just go right here and you can get to see like we have pretty good im docs over here and like you can see like how you can create your im roles users and policies right on your developer machine but unless and until you're using this new feature called as enforcing im policies you exactly cannot test if your im policies are policies are exactly adhering to each other. So to basically make sure that you can test out the whole policies right on the developer machine, you can use this one flag called as 
enforce IAM. You can set it to one. And what this will do is like local staff will basically enforce all of the IAM policies on your local developer machine. And this means that if you are defining a particular resource with one IAM policy, it won't be able to access the other resource unless and until it is explicitly allowed for that. Uh, so to showcase this whole example, I guess I can go back uh, to my sample application that I have and I can just stop the whole thing. And in this case, like I don't need to showcase the whole web, web application. So I don't need to like specify this extra setting right over here I, because I just want to showcase the whole deployment part. And what I can do is like I can set enforce IAM local stack start. And what I'm basically doing is like I'm enforcing the IAM policies over here. So if I'm trying to deploy any AWS resource that isn't strictly following uh, the policy requirements that is laid out by AWS, it won't exactly deploy. I can also set up uh, a debug variable, which is basically for verbose logging. And I can just click enter. And this will start my local stack container with verbose logging. I guess this is the reason you are seeing so many logs over here, uh, but it also enforces the IAM policies uh, running in the local stack container right now. So you can exactly see like the IAM policy route uh, generation routes are being added. And like now things will get pretty much interesting over here. So I can go back to my second terminal. I can try to rerun the same command that I have shared before. And let me just press enter. And what you will notice right now is that it is creating the bunch of AWS resources that is working out. But you can like start noticing that things have started failing out pretty quick. So it is mentioning like an error occurred, resource not found exception when calling the create function URL config. Function does not exist. You can see some other errors that is happening on my local machine. And you can see like most of the commands that I have actually entered have pretty much errored out. If I go back to my local stack logs and if I just scroll down, you can see that the same logs are like, like the same logs are visible on my local stack logs as well. Resource not found exception. Uh, an error has occurred when calling the assume rule operation. This particular user is not authorized to perform this particular uh, like API on this particular resource. So it basically means that my application is not strictly working out. And this is pretty much understandable because I have not explicitly defined any IAM policies or roles or users anywhere in my particular script. So this is exactly what we call as like shifting left on IAM security because there are a great deal of tools, services, SaaS products built entirely for scanning your policies, your roles, and all of these things out and basically making sure that these things basically adhere to all of the strict requirements put forward by AWS. But there is no certain tool that allows you to like test this whole setup on your local developer machine. But if you want to exactly test your IAM policies on local stack, I guess this is perhaps the best option that you can see. Like if your application stack that has all of the proper roles, policies, and users to fight, is it like, is it able to deploy everything on the local stack itself? And if it is, I guess you are pretty much like sitting at the right spot. But if it is not, and if your particular resource is trying to access another resource that it has no strict access to, things are going wrong and it is simply failing to adhere to all of the uh, shared responsibility model that is put forward by AWS, which basically states that you are responsible for all of the uh, application or the resources that you're creating on the AWS cloud. So to basically make sure that uh, you don't encounter this issue and you can actually try to fix this issue in like a more elegant manner, there is another uh, uh, config variable that is available, and this is called as the explainable IAM. 
So as a as the name pretty much suggests, uh, this actually explains what is exactly happening in the background and how you should exactly fix this out in plain, simple language so that you can actually take up the queue and you can try fixing those things out on your uh, local application itself. So I can go back again. I can say enforce IM is equal to one. And I can also maybe state, I need to refer to the documentation. So yeah, I have got this IM soft mode. This is exactly what allows you to review the logs and access whether these resources have been denied or granted. And I can just put it right over here. Once this is done, I can enable the verbose logging and I can restart my local stack container. And once this is done, I can try to trigger my entire deployment process all over again. In all of this, you might have noticed that it is so easy for me to like deploy and redeploy all of my resources over and over again without having to wait for like any transient issues or like any connectivity issues or something like that. That usually happens while you're trying to deploy something on the real AWS cloud. So now that this has happened, I guess I can go back. I can re-trigger the script execution and this will start the entire deployment process right over again. Over here, you will, you will notice that the same error messages that you noticed the last time, they are not exactly visible over here because local stack is being instructed that, hey, like let these commands actually execute, let these work out the usual magic on the developer machine. But it will also give the instructions to the developer that, hey, this policy doesn't exist. You're trying to access a resource that you don't have explicit access to. So you can take up these uh, queues and like you can try to fix a few things right on your local developer machine. So you can see the same issues that you might have noticed previously. So one permission have been implicitly denied. Uh, necessary permission for this particular action doesn't exactly exist. Uh, could not retrieve the resource-based policy for this particular uh, ARN that is available right over here. There is an error like the resource not found exception while you are using the get policy operation. So in a similar fashion, you can take up these queues and you can actually try to like fix your application out and you can make sure that everything is happening seamlessly, both on your local developer machine and on the live AWS cloud. So I guess that pretty much explains uh, how you can like test out your test out your IAM policies right on your local developer machine itself. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. So when you are actually explaining it, I was thinking about the time when I uh, had I have done some development and then yep. uh, things are not working and then I'm redeploying and then fixing the policies, but mm -hmm. which could have been done with this like uh, complete setup on the local system only. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to iterate it again back and forth between AWS deploying the exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for like normal dev and test loops, I guess it's perfectly all right to like not have these explicit IAM policies being enforced. But for any of the teams that are that is looking to have more aggressive security posturing, I guess it perfectly makes sense to like test out these IAM policies like right on the developer machine so that you can be sure that if something goes on the cloud no real mess ups are happening over there. Like there are a great deal of software that basically allows you to test that, like access the threats, access the vulnerabilities and all of those th these things. But you should ideally start right from your developer machine itself. So. And it is like, I think uh, uh, with the high and highly secure applications, I've mm -hmm. talked about the banking softwares or yep. industries wherein like uh, these policies are actually very important. So mm -hmm. I think, uh, it is pretty useful tool for that and like it will short circuit that approval uh, flow exactly for, like if you need approval for multiple policies multiple mm -hmm. uh, multiple actions so you yep. don't have to go one one by one you can just have a complete set of actions yeah and you can test it on your system and then you can go for exactly 
the best part about it is like uh, almost every uh, software team is adopting stuff like infrastructure as code or like mm-hmm. other third party integration so like your entire application be, can be packaged by something like terraform or ctk or cloud formation mm-hmm. so all that you need to do is like set up a flag just mm-hmm. deploy this entire iec stack on local stack itself and it will tell you like okay these are the policies that are violating these are the policies like that is simply erroring out and you can take up these queues and you can start fixing them out i guess that makes the whole uh, security aspect of like your application development pretty much good to go with and you don't need to have like separate people working on fixing your iam policies or something like that developers can ha- happen to see this like right on your developer machines so i think uh, we have this last question mm-hmm. so how seamlessly seamlessly does local stack integrate with hyper execute which is an offering from lambda test or a similar test execution provider and what benefits can team expect regarding testing speeds and reliability exactly i guess uh, that's like, like that's uh, like this is something that i just experienced with lambda test right now so i guess hyper execute was introduced to me like by one of my colleagues at local stack i guess like he was working with lambda test to basically drive this whole integration and we are really thankful to lambda test for the support that they have provided for our own terraform modules testing so i tried out lambda test for the first time and i was simply mind blown because the whole testing speed is much much faster compared to anything that i have experienced before so in any other test ex- execution provider like i don't know any particular like saas or like any other toolings over there i just use these plain good old ci providers like github actions or gitlab but even in comparison to that i guess hyper execute just makes the entire testing experience like pretty much seamless and quite like fast as well so i actually have like one of the uh, hyper execute files on my uh like developer machine itself so i hope it should be visible again uh, yes yeah so uh i have this whole uh hyper execute file like right on my uh local project and i guess like it makes the whole process like quite seamless like i'm just like setting up this linux environment over here like setting up a pre install script for installing local stack installing all the dev dependencies uh configuring the api keys uh and just running the script which deploys all of the aws resources that i require and the best part is like i can also run my test cases that is associated with this particular application so i have this hyper execute script and i have a github action workflow that just executes the whole thing uh right on the hyper execute environment and if i just let's say i can just go over here i can maybe go to the script just make a, like a random comment so I can just go back to my lambda test dashboard so I did run like a few quick tests over here but I guess one of the uh, best things about uh, okay so this will be getting triggered in some time or some uh, yes it is available on the dashboard right now okay so one of the best things about uh, using something like hyper execute is that you also have this local execution capabilities so I'm not sure like what's the exact terminology that uh, we like you use at lambda test jobneet but like if i can just say like okay i want to execute this whole thing right on my developer machine i guess i should just scrub off the key over here like maybe just ro- rotate it out but this is one of my favorite features for hyper execute is like i can just use this entire stuff on my local machine itself without having to push any sort of code and just get to see like how well it is exactly working out and this is something that uh, very few ci providers actually provide for github actions we have something like act for gitlab i guess we have got these gitlab uh, ci runners that can act on your local machine uh, 
there is, I guess, Codefresh that basically provides you these uh, local executors to basically run your CI on your local machine. But it is so good to like basically see like Lambda test supporting this uh, as well. So I guess like if I can just go back to my Lambda test dashboard. So I guess I created just two jobs over here. I can click one of them and I can see like the pre-steps are pretty much successful. Like, okay, it's still running out. So over here, it is setting up the whole thing. And then it will just like start uh, like setting up the pre-install script, which involves like installing local stack, uh, configuring the deploy script, deploying with the resources and all of these over again. But I guess you you get the gist, like hyper-execute basically allows you to like run your AWS application tests using local stack right uh, on the Lambda tests automated execution environment. And I guess this makes a lot of capabilities uh, quite possible. I guess like we have been seeing this uh, like whole hyper-execute working out pretty well for us for our own Terraform provider test. And things have been getting like really, really fast right over there. So really thankful for all the support you need. And I hope like a lot of people get acquainted with hyper-execute and start using it for their regular software test execution workflows. So uh, I think uh, one thing uh, I would mm -hmm. like to add is, so basically what uh, local stack has done to AWS, uh, it has made uh, testing easier on the local exactly. system. Exactly. So that is something uh, HyperExecute has done uh, to the testing world. Yeah. So basically, uh, it has removed that uh, caveat of testing on your local machine because mm -hmm. we have many variables when we are testing locally. Uh, then like we then we say that it works on my machine and not works on uh, somebody else's machine so yeah. we remove that kind of thing and like uh, it is very flexible and you can run like any anything that you want on uh, the hyper execute platform we basically provide you the entire machine you can set it up and do all that stuff and like it was very nice to see local stack running uh, even the terraform scripts on uh, hyper execute exactly Awesome. It's running on my local machine as well. <laughs> I guess I guess this is one of the mind-blowing moments when you actually see like that there is a text execution platform that also runs on the cloud and that also runs on your local machine. So yeah, pretty awesome stuff. I think uh, so um, like with this, uh, I think we are towards the end of uh, this session. And I think it was a very, very uh, illuminating uh, session. And uh, like people must be enlightened with the knowledge that you have shared. And uh, I think most people will be like looking forward to uh, like use local stack and hyper execute, like uh, to integrate them uh, all this into their ecosystem. And yeah. uh, to our audience, we hope uh, that you have gained valuable insights into testing AWS applications with local stack and apply this knowledge to elevate uh, your cloud development practices. And thanks again uh, for joining the session. So I am uh, Japni Singh Chawla signing off. We'll be back with another episode of uh, Lambda Test XP series very soon. Stay tuned.